Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Oh yeah, it is Monday again, and I'll tell you, I don't know what it is about these uh, about these these summer weeks, but it just feels like they've flown by. It feels like we were just on the air, uh, you know, just yesterday. It feels like, and uh, we had a blockbuster show last week. For those of you who didn't get a chance. To to listen to it um we we actually didn't have any wrestlers for the first time uh we had three uh guests on who did, who did things so it's it, i'm not going to tell you right now i don't want to ruin anything but uh go on and check out last week's episode 164 uh, and go on and check that out i think you guys will be uh be pleasantly surprised here so uh icon right right before the show i just wanted to touch on real quick and get your opinion on uh, i talked about this all morning uh, on my show, but obviously football is right around the corner. Uh, it, look, it looks like it's 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 going to be a go, whether there's fans in the stadium or not. It looks like it's going to happen. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm optimistic about my Cowboys, but I never really put, you know, that much uh, faith in it, just so I don't want to get dis- uh, disappointed. Um, but, uh, and Granny, we know that um, we know that the Chiefs obviously are Pete, but uh, but but what are you feeling, Icon, about the Vikings this year? Well, you know, I'll tell you what. With all the uh, picks we got from Stephon Diggs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I love Stephon Diggs. I'm going to miss Stephon Diggs, but um, uh, I think they'll be all right. Um, it, this is uh, this is year is actually I would say the put up or shut up year for Kirk Cousins, and uh, you know, if not. Uh, Let's uh, just uh, uh, wait a year, and then uh, they can draft Trey Lance from the North Dakota State University Bison. Well, well, you know, it's funny you bring up Kirk Cousins because, I mean, Cousins is 
you know, he's he's actually he's actually not terrible. I actually like Cousins a lot. Um, he's he's actually a good quarterback. Your problem is you got a a surging Bears team, you got a scrappy Lions team, and obviously you got the Packers in your division. Just don't go away. So I I, I mean it's it, it's a tough division to be a part of and a tough division to you know have a bunch of new players uh, in just because you know. Obviously, that happy Green Bay team and, and, and some young upstarts in Chicago. And Chris. So, um, obviously, I think that the Chiefs have um, the Chiefs have their division pretty much locked up, especially with the Chargers missing one of their top players, you know, all all season long now for the knee surgery. So, uh, yeah, they um, I, I think it should be good. I think it should be good. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit on football. I do have the Yankee game on, so until the Yankee game ends and the post game ends, I might be a little busy. Um, but you know, hey, what are you gonna? Um, so Danny, how are you doing? I think you've had a birthday recently. Yeah, I had a birthday Saturday. I turned 58. It was nothing spectacular, but, you know, it's just another day, but it was good. So I was still trying to recuperate from my weekend last weekend in Little Rock, our meetings, our state convention. You know, that was a busy time, so, Mm -hmm. but that went well, so. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking about you uh, the other day, Granny. I was watching the uh, first ever um, the first ever, uh, well, not I won't say ever, but the first college football game of 2020 uh, was Austin P, who I believe is in Tennessee, and uh, I kind of was Austin P. Um, they they were supposed to be a one double A playoff team. They were supposed to go uh, a pretty good distance in in, in the one double A playoffs. Uh, they started off the first play first play of college football with a touchdown. But, Granny, the reason why uh, I thought of you was because the team that they were playing was one of the only three teams to beat them last year, and it was the Central Arkansas Bears. And I'm not sure if you know where Central Arkansas University is. Well, Central Central Arkansas is like, you know, Little Rock area, Jonesboro. Conway. Conway, yeah, I know where Conway yeah. is. Okay, yeah, it's in yeah, Conway. I know where Conway is. Okay. So, well, Conway is about probably two hours from me, roughly, give or take, because Little Rock is oh, so three not, hours. So not terrible. So. Okay. Well, Central Arkansas is another team that we get to beat up on uh, in October, so we're, we're going to have fun with them, you know. Right, well, well, now, I, I can you played Austin team before or no? Oh, yeah, and uh, – uh, our record against Austin P is uh, us too much, them way not enough. All right. Well, Austin P is um, they're they're in Clarksville, Tennessee. In case anybody was was curious, uh, and it's funny because I don't really follow that much. Uh, I call it one double A, but now it's called I, I believe FCS. Um, but last year. The uh, the 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 Austin P team, which I didn't again, I didn't really follow it, but uh, I I looked it up the other night when I saw it. They were eleven and four. Now they lost to Central Arkansas last year, who was ranked number eighteen. They were eleven and four. And Austin P went all the way, I believe, to the semifinals, beating Furman, beating Sacramento State, who was number three, and then losing to Montana State, who, as you know, would end up going on and playing James Madison and, and the whole thing. But uh, but yeah, so Austin P making the playoffs. Um, 
you know, I only really ever have heard of them in the NCAA tournament in basketball. I didn't know how they were in football. Obviously, I, I figured uh, being an FCS um, uh, aficionado that Icon would have would have heard of them and would know who they were. So, and of course, I was I was correct. Uh, and uh, as usual, actually, when we played them, uh, they you know they're referred to as Austin P, but uh it's uh it's actually spelled austin pay p e a y but i but i believe it's pronounced p but but again i i gotta double check that but well you know uh see the thing is though we're not uh we're we're, we're not english majors here uh you know uh and we don't it is what it is true true so, Icon, uh, big show here tonight, uh, as usual. It seems like every week we come on and say big show. Uh, but but big show here tonight. Uh, why don't you go on and tell us uh, a little bit about who we got coming on and, and, and what the listeners can expect for this evening. Well, uh, actually, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, and I was just checking on this real quick. Uh, when we played Austin Pay in the 2008 uh, I just want to mention this because you asked about that. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, it was it was NDSU forty one Austin Pay six. Um, oh wow! So, and uh, yeah, uh, that was um, trying to remember who our, our quarterback was at the time. I believe it was Jose Moeller was our quarterback at that time uh, because Brock Jensen mm-hmm. didn't come in until two thousand nine. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, back to what we we're doing. Uh, Today is going to be a mishmash. Uh, we're going to give new meaning to the word live TV because I have no idea uh, which one of our guests that I got booked is going to show up tonight, so I do not know. Uh, I had okay. one cancel. One said that they were available, then canceled again. Uh, I had one that was on at one time and uh, rescheduled for an earlier time slot. So hmm. I don't know. Uh, but I can so let you know, how, are you do, uh, how are you going to do your introduction? Well, I told whoever um, uh, whoever calls in, uh, you will let let me know the area code, and I'll know who it is. Oh, okay. So you'll know based on that. Okay. I was going to say, what are you just going to like go through all three introductions and hope you uh, hope you land on one? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Like, uh, Kind of like hitting a whammy or hitting bankrupt or uh, yeah, uh, pretty I, much. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so we have uh, we have a lot of guests on tonight, uh, and uh, apparently, just keep watching the line. Uh, whenever someone pops up, let me know, and then we'll go through it. All right. Now, and a team that I've heard of, like uh, real quick, and, right now. well, let me let me go back to it. Like I said, no, um, let me go back to it here. All right, I'll get into the team thing here in a minute because there was another one that came up. I wanted to get your well, take well, on, but we, 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 we have a guest we'll have, look, we'll have we'll have plenty of time to talk at the end about it. I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no worries. Um, I am being told by the intern that it is a two one nine number. I know who that is. Perfect. You know who the you know who the two one nine is? I do, I do, yep. Alrighty. Well, they are here with us, so I will put them through and you can uh you can go ahead and um do your thing. 
Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring with us right now. She gives new meaning to the word kick ass, kick names, repeat, do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the double M herself. She is Moxie Molly. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. How are you, Moxie? Good to have you. Oh, I am just fine. Um, I am so happy to be here. I was just, like, listening in on your show a bit. I think I messed up an intro that I was sorry. Well, I'll tell you what. I will, uh, we'll, we'll have you do it again now that we got the recorder going. Uh, and then uh, we'll... Uh, uh, we'll do the introduction again, and then uh, we'll start the interview. Like, uh, like uh, this isn't live radio. We'll just, uh, we'll just edit that, and then we'll replay it later. For sure, sounds good. Just tell me when to go. All right, I'll give you. Okay, I'll give you a count. Are you ready? Five, yeah. four, three, two, one. Hi, this is the interdimensional hero, Moxie Molly. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host. The icon, the big swing, and Granny Holkster. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so here's how we'll do it. Uh, we'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions. And we'll round table. Then we'll go. Uh, then we'll go around the room. Then we'll come back and I'll hit ask you the hard hitting questions. Uh, so give us a little background. Then we'll talk to you. Okay. What do you want a background on? <laughs> you. Uh, just give us a little background about Everything. your career, and then we'll uh, ask you some questions. Yeah, how, how you got to where you're at and all that stuff. Um, stuff like that, yeah. So I am the interdimensional Shiro. So I entered the wrestling world um, like a very Rosie the Riveter type person. You might think of it as um, Lacey Evans. It's really strange. She hopped on the scene just months after me and had very similar uh, lifestyles going on. And then one day I was just reading a comic book in a grassy knoll and the air turned chill and the lights went dark and I looked up and I was being abducted by aliens. So I threw my comic book up in front of my face and I don't even know what happened. Crash, bang, I became half human half comic book, and I have been a dimension-skipping Shiro ever since. That is awesome. Uh, now, in your, um, in your time as, uh, as a comic book character transformation, uh, how long have you uh, been uh, doing this? I have been in the wrestling world here on Earth since uh, 2013. So I, ooh, that's like seven years now. That is awesome. And uh, with that, uh, uh, have you uh, been with uh, many organizations or have you uh, get like home base and then you just like travel from place to place? Or uh, are I... you, uh... go ahead. Oh, um, I have literally wrestled all over the world. Um, I did. Uh, I do a lot in the Midwest of the U.S., uh, predominantly Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois. 
Um, I've wrestled in London. Um, I have done several extra spots with the WWE. I was gifted enough to be the first ever woman's tag team jobber with Jay Lee out of OVW, where I got to wrestle Sasha Banks and Bailey before they were even the phenomenal tag team and champions that they are now. I've had so many crazy opportunities um, like given to me and gifted to me through wrestling. And just think, they would not be the wrestlers that they are if it wouldn't have been for you. Now, when, you know? you, when you're wrestling, <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll circle back to that. Uh, but now, when you wrestle, would you consider yourself to be a, a baby face, a heel, or are you an in-betweeny, or are you what the crowd thinks that you're going to be? Oh, Moxie Molly, the adventures of Moxie Molly um, is, you know, everybody's friend and just, you know, the nicest baby face there is. And recently, I don't know what happens. Sometimes I just feel like suddenly like I'm blacking out. And then I've heard there's some sort of like bad guy symbiote somewhere deep inside that unearths themselves sometimes. I, I think I've heard her name is Karma Kazi and I hear that she's just evil. She's not a nice person to be around. Well, with that being said, uh, we're going to bring on Granny. So, Granny, we could have uh, uh, somewhat of a heelish individual here sometimes, <laughs> depending on which buttons you push. Uh, kind of like an elevator. Are you going to go to the first floor or the fifth floor? Uh, so, we have uh, Moxie Molly here with us. We have... Uh, well, uh, we have, if I could figure out what time it was. Uh, well, I'll figure out the time in a second, but uh, we have Moxie Molly here. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest, Moxie Molly? We have uh, 22 minutes. Well, hi, Moxie Molly. I am Granny Holkster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan, but I like to talk smack to the heels. So I think I would have fun interacting with you at a, at a wrestling show because I can talk some pretty good smack to the bad people when I have to, whether it be male or female. I, 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 you know, I've been told to sit down and shut up before I break a hip and, you know, things like that. I just turned, I had a birthday Saturday. I just turned 58. So, um, I'm very, and I'm very proud of it, but I had a wrestler one time tell me, granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse and I doubled up my fist and I threw my fist up in his face with my keys. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. (laughs) (laughs) So what has been one of your most challenging matches you've ever had in your career? Um, so, one of my favorite matches, and I'd say it's probably the most challenging, is Moxie Molly, um, when she's cosplaying real life on Earth as K.L. Holly, um, she's married to Maverick Cage, who is also a wrestler in the area, and he and I had a match, and so uh, it was uh, it was weird to have to wrestle my husband. Um, oh, wow. I'm sure you can think of all of the weird sorts of comments we got backstage <laughs> with that, but it was also my most challenging because he and I are both very creative people, 
and we see wrestling in a different way. So we kind of butt heads a lot, but it was also challenging because it was like amazing to be practicing your passion with someone that you love, that you're so passionate about, that you're living life with. So um, it was challenging to keep our tempers, but also, you know, to put on a good match and to just, you know, stay positive, but also um, probably not take, you know, liberties like, ah, you said I make bad meatloaf. Let me chop you a little harder or something. (laughs) That's amazing. So have you ever had to uh, put your husband in a wrestling hold when he didn't do the dishes or he didn't make your breakfast in bed Saturday morning? <laughs> no, we keep the wrestling to strictly to the ring, although that's not true. Like sometimes he'll like, you know, irritate me or something, so I'll come behind the couch and I'll like put him in a headlock really quick and then he'll very theatrically be like, no, don't do it. And he likes to say that he's retired and that I can't, you know, keep in in a headlock. Um, We do have a wedding picture. We share it a lot where on our wedding day, I don't know what possessed me, but during the time we were having photos taken, I put him in a headshot and somehow the photographer caught it like just perfectly. So (laughs) that's a memory we have. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, though, I I would have loved to have been the referee on that honeymoon uh, extravaganza, but uh, we have uh, Moxie Molly here. We have 24 minutes here with Moxie, maybe a little bit uh, more. Uh, depends on uh, what what happens, and I hope uh, I know we. I said we were going to be on for uh, 30 minutes, but we might keep it a little longer. But it all depends. Uh, I'm going to bring on Big Swing now. Big Swing, uh, you know, uh, you like uh, uh, girls that have uh, double L's in their names. So what do you have for our guest, Moxie Molly? We have 23 minutes. Well, actually, he uh, he's doing double duty tonight, so he might not be with us. Wait, right no, 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 I, I, I'm here. I just had to get, I just had to find the the mute, the unmute button. Uh, I am doing double duty, but I can quickly do this. Um, so, did you, did you get an idea, um, or ideas for for this gimmick? Like, did you did you get to watch any of um, like like the Molly Holly stuff uh, during like one time period um, in uh, WWF WWE I guess it's called now because she did I'm sort right. of a superhero it's thing but, but I can't really hear it it's like echoing it's like echoing when you speak did you say where on. did I get like is my... that better well I, oh, I think yeah, you you oh okay, yeah so you sound like a better, more creative, more entertaining version of like what Molly Holly tried to do in the early 2000s with with the whole superhero uh, gimmick. You, you know, she was like a super baby face. You know, you go with the heel, you have the alien abduction thing. She just was, for whatever reason, a superhero. So, I mean, where did you get the inspiration for that for that type of gimmick? I mean, some of us are born great. Some of us have greatness thrust upon us. I didn't ask to become the interdimensional hero. It was just something deep down inside of me. But um, often people try to compare me to the Hurricane or Molly Holly or, you know, Super Molly. Um, I, Moxie Molly, myself, I'm not a superhero. I just call me a hero. Like, I really stand up for everything that's, like, girl power, and I wear big glittery bows, 
and I have bright neon colors, and I'm just kind of kick-ass. So um, I think the best gimmick, we'll just say, for the podcast, um, the best gimmick is an extension of yourself, and I don't care anybody's religion, creed, or um, affiliations. If I see someone being bullied, I'm going to stick up for them. Um, I think that the best way to solve anything in the world is just a polite conversation, although sometimes I can get terribly sarcastic in my polite conversations. So um, I didn't really take a lot of, you know, inspiration from the people I mentioned. It's more just I've always really been into Disney and comic books, and I kind of just formed it around that. It's something just sparked inside of me, and it, it came out to be. What are your favorite um your favorite Disney character or your favorite comic book? Well, my favorite comic book duh is Wonder Woman if we're talking Okay, that makes um, sense. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking um a good guy, if we're talking a villain, I love Poison Ivy. Um um here's a fun fact. KL Holly as I cosplay when I'm on Earth was like a professional Disney princess. So I have that that goes along with um, the being that I am. And I'd say my favorite Disney princess is probably a mix between Cinderella or Merida from Brave. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I'm not as big of a Disney aficionado. Uh, I do like (laughs) some of the movies, but uh, you're probably more well-versed in in that than I am. But it's awesome, though. (laughs) I like it. Uh, we have uh, Moxie Molly's our guest here. We have uh, 20 minutes here with Moxie. So uh, we're going to kind of circle back. I'm going to ask you the uh, tough questions, and uh, then we'll, uh, you know, that way you can tell everybody uh, uh, that I know everybody that our fans are listening know uh, how much you love the icon and all this stuff, but uh, we'll we'll get into that in a second. But, uh, you know, Real, real briefly, uh, you know, with all this, uh, you know, with all this COVID stuff going on, uh, it's really put a damper on a lot of stuff, independent wrestling, regular wrestling, and whatnot. Uh, how has it affected uh, your career? Have uh, have you lost have you lost a day since your uh, calendar been blanked out to a certain point, or uh, do you still have shows booked? Uh, just waiting to see if they go on or if they're being postponed or rescheduled. Uh, what is uh what is the current pandemic done with your career? Um so all of the above. Um I did have some dates on the calendar starting out in the year. Um I think I maybe got to wrestle four times in twenty twenty before everything shut down and then um all of my like I was just supposed to have one coming up in two weeks, but um about six weeks before, so four weeks ago now, um, all of my, you know, all the promoters have kind of been checking in to say, unfortunately, like, I think you're seeing people, different promotions start start to try to have shows, and then it seems like they don't have another one for like a month, like no one's going steady again yet. Um, so, yeah, my, my stuff has been getting canceled steadily. I was actually supposed to go back to Europe to wrestle twice this year. And right now, you know, we can't even get in, get out of the country. So those are all postponed. 
Um, so at the moment, as it stands, I think I quite possibly only have one show that may happen in October, but it just seems like every time we get closer and closer to shows, things keep getting postponed, which is fine. I'm totally into keeping everyone safe. That's fine. And I also think um, wrestling is such a contact sport that even if we were able to keep our distance from the fans and had the fan social distance, like you're still literally intertwining yourself with someone else and who knows where they've been, you know? So it's probably just more safe to keep it the way it is for now. And uh, also with all that, um, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're going to go to Europe now and you mentioned also your husband's a wrestler who uh, I had, uh, I had a chance to chat with briefly. Uh, We'll talk, we can talk about that later too, but uh, now, do you guys uh, wrestle uh, in, during the same venues, or does he uh, does he like uh, wrestle like one night and you wrestle another, or uh, you guys travel together, um, or uh, are you with one area, he's with one area? How how does that work out for you two, for you guys? So he says he's retired. <clears throat> so he officially supposedly had his last match in December, which he said he does this all the time. And then he'll like take a break for like eight months and then have the itch and want to come back. So I don't take that very confidently that it's his last match, but right now it's coronavirus. So who knows when anybody's next match is, Um, but all of the above, really, there's been days where obviously we've been on the same shows. There's been days where, you know, he isn't on a show and I'm traveling, you know, four hours away. And there's been days where he's at one show and I'm on another. So it's, it just, it just matters to how our schedules work out. I would say in the past year and a half to two years, um, it was more that I was at shows and he wasn't. Uh, He just likes to um, kind of put weekends in between so his body can recover. And I just, sometimes wrestle four times a week. Like I just go, 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 almost killing myself, which has made, you know, kind of the coronavirus bringing everything to a halt kind of refreshing. Like it, it's letting me, you know, let some nagging injuries heal and let my body rest. So that's a positive out of all of this. And, is, um, um, is, is he older than you or around the same um, age? Or? I'm, I'm older by four years. Oh, okay. Because usually when, when they talk about, like, you know, the body, you know, breaking down more and things, usually that, you know, in athletics, that comes with age. So I figured maybe, you know, he was a little older or something, but okay. Well, no, huh. he's younger, but also I'm very much about, like, I go to chiropractor and I do yoga and I do all those sorts of things to kind of keep my body fresh as I age, where he has just been – you know, doing football and then wrestling, and he does really crazy. Well, yeah, football, football would wear. Yeah, football yeah. Wear, wear away on your body, also. Yeah, for sure. So. So all of that mixed together, and him just not doing like anything to keep his body fresh, kind of like, mm. you know, all adds up. Makes sense. Uh, Moxie Molly's our guest here. We have. Uh, about 14 minutes here with Molly, give or take a little bit. Now, I want to kind of circle back uh, to uh, the WWE. You know, um, you mentioned you wrestled Bailey, and uh, you also wrestled, uh, who was it? 
Sasha Banks. Now, in you know, the term in wrestling is, you know, I'm gonna gonna kind of do that. Uh, now, you wrestled them before they were famous, obviously, uh, and uh, it would if it wouldn't be for you, uh, they probably wouldn't be where they are today. Now, the question is, and I ask all independent wrestlers this, even though you've had a brief taste with the WWE, so my question is, if uh, the WWE were to call you back and offer you a million-dollar contract uh, to be a full-time wrestler with them, A, is that something you want to do? And B, if you do get that big-time contract, would you not big-time us and still talk to us and still be our friend? Um, I would most likely take it. If they called me, and I would most likely still do all of this stuff if I was allowed to. Yes, I know that they. I I also have a um a YouTube channel I'm a part of called Ring the Bell, and we specialize in women's wrestling. And sometimes we have people who are even signed in the WWE on, but I do know that they have to get permission for all their appearances and even to take phone calls like this. So of course, if they gave me permission, I would do that. Yeah. And uh, the other the other uh, thing I, I'm going to make is kind of a, uh, I'm going to do the eagle thing early. Uh, I usually do that later, but uh, the icon also made you a cool little collector's card. He sent that to you on uh, Facebook Messenger. What was your opinion on that? That is the thing that is also on the um, on the um, event thing, right? That I shared on my page. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I really like it. Um, those are. <laughs> older photos of me my abs do not look like that anymore after you know four months of shelter in place um, but um I, I like it it's cute um i was i think i'm gonna try to get those printed out on cards i think that'd be nice I'm like sell them at my lunch table or something well, I'll tell you what, you're, you're free to use those in any capacity you want, as long as if anybody asks you who made them, you can say, well, yeah, I got this uh, this egotistical uh, guy who uh, he thinks he's my friend, but he's just got this big ego. He lives out in North Dakota. He made them, and uh, he likes telling everybody <laughs> we're friends and stuff like that. You can do that. A lot of people do, you know. Okay. <laughs> and then you also have to send us some autographs, too, for our big uh, December giveaway show, too. I sent you an address. Uh, where to send those. Hopefully you can uh, take care of that for us as well. Uh, now, when you were uh, wrestling Sasha Banks and uh, uh, Bailey, uh, what are they, if you can if you can, if you can tell us, what are they like uh, on the surface? And how long after you wrestled them did they, uh, did they make their debut? Well, um, they were already debuted. It was the first time they actually had Sasha Banks and Bailey be a tag team on Raw. So we wrestled on national television on Raw. So they had already had their big break. Everyone already knew who they were. They were already amazing and part of the four horsewomen of NXT. Um, but on the surface, they're, like, really nice. You could tell that they were really just about getting it done, like keeping it, you know, sticking to business. It's not like they were, like, trying to be myself and Jaylee's best friend, but they definitely, like, have a passion, so they wanted to, like, work through everything and make sure it would look good, and they wanted to highlight our strengths as well as their own. So, yeah, they're really kind. 
Well, you know, and we usually don't talk about the, the current because, uh, to be honest with you, uh, since you're not on there, it really sucks. Well, it sucks anyway, but uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you what you thought of the transformation of those uh, two uh, over the last uh, month or so uh, with their heelish tendencies. Um, well, so like I mentioned, I have that YouTube channel I'm a part of, and actually, especially Bailey's transformation was a huge topic of conversation. So me and my three other co-hosts, we did not like Bailey's switch at first from face to heel, but mainly because it didn't really seem like she had a definitive direction it was kind of all over the place and she was doing weird stuff with her makeup and her hair and we kind of just couldn't get past it we were like she's so good like why is she doing all these weird things but I will say in the past probably three to four months she's really found her groove as a heel and I as much as I always thought she was like the ultimate baby face how she was like the hugger and always have those like blow up air dancing guys I think that she has shown us just a new level of what she can be and what her talent is and has done a total 360 in her transformation to become I think one of the best heels best female heels and just I don't even think we need to say female she's just one of the best heels out there so, right now so I kind of wonder what she thinks about my favorite uh, female heel well, thanks for stealing my thunder there. I was just going to get to that. Uh, but if you want if you want to go ahead and uh, steal my thunder like you like to do, uh, we have uh, Machinale with us. We have, uh, well, we have about eight minutes or so, give or take. Uh, go ahead. Ask her uh, what you uh, – ask her the question then. Go ahead. Well, I, I think personally, um, you know, from, 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 from the in the women's division, uh, the best heel – Right now, well, actually, she hasn't really done much lately due to injuries and different things, but uh, one of the best heels throughout maybe the last five years or so, I'd say, uh, has to be Alexa Bliss. Now, I was wondering your take on Bliss, because some people love her, some people hate her. Like her, and I've actually had a few backstage interactions with her, and she's also very kind and very nice. Um, Mm. Honestly, I think she's a good heel, but... I think she's just scratching the surface. I think she plays it safe, and I think that there's such a capacity for her to dive even more deeply into being a heel. Um, I just wish she would do it. Like, I feel like herself is a person holding her back. I don't think it's the WWE holding her back. So I think she plays mm-hmm. it safe, and she kind of rests on her laurels. I think she could dive deep and be even more devastating. Nice. Okay. I like that. So when you uh, when you uh, when you made your when you uh, made your appearance on Raw against uh, Bailey and uh, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, now you you definitely don't have an ego because uh, you know you're you're so you're so sweet and innocent and everything. But let me ask you this: uh, Do you have uh, like uh, your appearance? On Monday Night Raw, like on DVR, do you have it like on a VHS tape somewhere? And then when your relatives like come over, you say, "Hey, check this out." Or uh, do you have like, uh, do you know where to find it on the WWE Network? Uh, are you that in tune to it, or was it just like another day at the office? Um, 
So it is on the WWE Network. I don't know how to get to it. It just randomly – one time I was just, like, letting the, the network play in the background, and then it just randomly came on, and I was like, holy cow, that's so weird. I'm on the network. I'm on the television. But um, it is on YouTube. So whenever anyone is in disbelief that I was on uh, Raw, I just pull up the little YouTube link, and then they're like, oh, my God, that's you. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a liar. I was on Raw, but yeah, it's on Raw. Anyone who's listening wants to search. Um, they actually gave me a name that night. They gave me um, Samantha Simon. So if you just search Samantha Simon, it'll come up. And uh, with that being said, so we can do this, uh, if our fans wanted to check out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe, what do you got? <laughs> I don't have a Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and if you search the, that's T-H-E-E, Moxie Molly, which is M-O-X-I-E-M-O-L-L-I-E, you should be able to find all my social media. And, uh, you know, the other cool thing, guys, about uh, Moxie Molly is, uh, you know, you mentioned that um, uh you know, when I asked you about uh, that collector's card I made from you, you said your abs don't look like that anymore. So basically, are, are you saying they look even better? <laughs> I wish. No. Um, you know, quarantine really got to me where it was just like, oh, I don't have to wear spandex every weekend because, you know, spandex does not lie. So I kind of went a little crazy with eating all the carbs. So I've put on a couple pounds. But I know that I have matches coming up, so I will shed them soon and have my abs back in all of their glory. So now, with uh, that being said, you know, with all, like you know, we touched on a little bit. Uh, if uh, if our fans wanted to uh, come see you live, uh, when is your next match, uh, or when is it supposed to be, and uh, where would it be at, and who should who might it be against? Um, I have no idea who my opponent is going to be, but um, if you search Kickstart My Heart Wrestling on Instagram, um, they have a show coming up in October that I'm scheduled for, but like I said, I just had September as well, and they actually had to just postpone that show. So that is all I have on the books off the top of my head right now. Um, But hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, my schedule will open up and I'll feel, you know, confident and safe taking, you know, more bookings during all of this craziness. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we do, uh, we do want to, uh, keep, uh, track of you when you know, uh, when your next match is, uh, and if the October match is supposed to happen, uh, send me a message on, uh, Facebook messenger and I can, uh, keep our fans abreast of it. Uh, and that way, uh, our fans in uh, the area that you're at are li- that are listening, we can get them to come out and support you, and uh, you know, buy everything out from your, uh, your merchandise table, stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Now we have uh, Moxie Mall as our guest here. We have a couple minutes here left with uh, Moxie, and you know, it, the sad thing is, uh, you know, and 
I don't want people to think that I'm making a political statement or anything, but, uh, you know, the, we all know that this COVID thing has really turned everybody's life upside down. Uh, but I think uh, on the flip side, we're all going to come out uh, and things will be better for uh, going forward. But uh, with with that all being said, are you um, are you at this moment trying to uh, just let everybody know that uh, you're available? So like uh, when things do normalize a little bit, uh, you can have your calendar full or are you just going to kind of like baby step into it? Um, both. So I have had a few inquiries, people reaching out to ask me if I will be on their shows. And I have been like, you know, what are your sort of precautions? Because I can't imagine wrestling, especially like a merch table um, where the fans aren't getting, you know, very close to you. And they generally want to give you a hug or take photos with you. And I just, I'm at a place in my life where I don't really want to get sick and beyond whether you think you know COVID is a pandemic or not there's a lot of evidence showing that it can give you long-term effects on your lungs so being an athlete I kind of really want to make sure that I'm always going to be able to you know have good cardio and be at a place where I'm healthy so um, if they tell me that they're they have really good you know safety precautions then I consider taking the booking. But if, you know, they're like, oh, you know, free-for-all or, you know, everyone can hug you and be all around, I might not take the booking. I'm just trying to, like, protect myself. And, I mean, I'm around a lot of people in everyday life. I also want to protect others. Who knows where, who have I been around and what I'm bringing to them, you know? You know, it's like I tell everybody, you know, about the whole social distancing thing. I'm used to that. Because I tried to get a date for prom myself, and when I tried to get a date for prom when I was a senior, girls kept their distance from me, so I'm used to it, you know. But, you know, as a wrestler, I really though, hope, I really hope social distancing never goes away. Like, I really like everyone being, eight, like, six feet away from me. Like, I really feel like I have my own personal space. So I hope that part never changes. Well, the only thing is, though, be, being a wrestler, being in the ring, you you know, you got to lock up. You got to get, you know, you got to, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, unless they start having uh, uh, those uh, COVID-19 matches, the first uh, the first one of the opponents to get closer than six feet loses, you know, so <laughs> something like that, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, we have uh, Moxie Molly here with us, uh, and uh, we do appreciate uh, you taking time out of your schedule to join us, and uh, uh, we do appreciate it. Now, I'm kind of curious. You know, you mentioned that uh, with all this other stuff going on, you know, training and stuff, what has your training regimen been like uh, since the the pandemic broke? So my – school where I'd actually be able to get into the ring came to an abrupt stop and unfortunately the MMA gym it was being held in didn't survive so um, even when practices can resume um, I will have to be looking for a new place that I can actually get ring time in Um, but as far as the gym goes I really have no excuse because I have a home gym 
but I just, I don't know, I, I just don't get motivated to go in it as much as I used to. I used to work out two times a day, and now I'm lucky if I'm working out twice a week, so this whole phone call might make me just jump back in and start my intense workouts again. And then the other thing I... You know, in a, in a wrestler, they always talk. They always talk about, uh, you know, eating right and uh, eating the right foods and getting the right amount of protein and all that. What, what kind of diet do you have? What do, What does your diet consist of? Like, do you like have like the free raw eggs in the morning with the with the canned tuna, or what? What kind of meal preparation do you have uh, uh, for your training? So when I was really, really intense in training, at, like in the gym as well as meal prepping, and this was just like last year, like basically before coronavirus started, um, I was eating like egg whites in the morning with like chicken sausage and then like egg whites, broccoli, and chicken bacon for lunch or sometimes tuna for lunch or sometimes salmon for lunch. And then dinner, I was always having like a huge spinach salad. Um, And then I have some small snacks in there like hard boiled eggs or celery or carrots or cheese, string cheese or something. Um, But now, like I said, I started to get like (laughs) very liberal with eating carbs whenever I wanted to. I don't know how I maintained that diet. Carbs are so good. Pasta is so delicious. Bread. I love bread. So it's, it's going to be so hard to go back to that. So, like at this point in my life, I never want to eat another egg white. That's how like <laughs> much I'm eating egg whites forever. So, so basically, uh, when uh, you're doing your diet like that, uh, basically, you don't go to McDonald's and say, yeah, can I get the number one, please? Uh, but uh, I only want the egg whites, you know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the number one the number one at McDonald's is the McMuffin sandwich. So uh, that's, of course, uh, the round egg and Canadian bacon and a McMuffin. So uh, that's basically what it is. But anyway, so... Yeah, it, um, uh, it it's it, it's got to be it's got to be tough though. Uh, I would think uh, you know when you want to go back in the ring now you got to change your whole uh, diet and get back on track. That's got to be tough, would you say? Oh, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, to just I don't even know why I let myself start eating all the bad stuff because I know how hard it is to break the habit again once you introduce it back. But on, just so everyone knows, since you said McDonald's, I've not eaten McDonald's in years, and so at least I did not go back to McDonald's when um, I started eating badly again. But it is going to be very difficult not to continue eating delicious things. And I and I will give I will give you a little hint though. When uh, you know, if you ever uh, uh, have to uh, go to McDonald's for breakfast, you can just say that you want an egg white. Uh, and they will uh, just tell them you want to order a round egg, and uh, there you go. There's your uh, there's your egg for the day. You can do that. <laughs> I found that out. Uh, so we have uh, Moxie Molly's our guest here. We uh, we do want to thank you 
uh, for uh, taking uh, time to join us tonight. We hope that uh, you would be willing to have us on, uh, come on with us again uh, when uh, things normalize in the new year. Uh, we uh, we thank all that you we 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 thank you for all you do. We love what you stand for, and uh, we can't wait to see you on the WWE TV again. And uh, when you are. Um, and you get that call that says uh, the icon, and uh, you don't answer. I'll understand, but just return the phone call <laughs> in the next five or six weeks, like the rest of my relatives do. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Moxie. Have a great day. Have a good Thank night. You as well. Thanks. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for having me on, and stay healthy out there. <sighs> awesome, Moxie Molly, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. Well, that was that was fun, guys. Uh, we had uh, uh, part superhero, part alien abductee, and all wrestlers, so that was awesome. <clears throat> that was awesome. Yeah. Definitely an interesting character, um, for sure. I mean, uh, very energetic, enthusiastic about what she does, and you know, we've seen a lot of different styles and different gimmicks and things like that on here, but uh definitely a first. Definitely definitely outside the box uh for for her on that one. So I enjoyed that. But Icon, we do have a second number on with a seven oh one area code, which is the same as you. Yeah, uh that would be uh, that would be our next guest. Uh so All right. uh, if you uh if you want to bring him on, I'll introduce him. Yeah, and go. Ladies and gentlemen Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The gentlemen that are bringing wrestling back to the great city of Fargo, North Dakota. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, as they step into the ring right now, they are the one. I'm all choked up. They are the ones and the onlys. They are ace. And Poppy. Oh my God, are you okay? Did you get through that all right? I mean, good lord. Do, do you want to redo it? <laughs> well, no, I was, I was trying, I was trying to, uh, uh, I was t- taking a sip of water before uh, I introduced them in the the ice cube. I I swallowed an ice uh, cube. I do apologize. You uh, uh, you guys stop smoking, man. <laughs> well, I can I can redo it real quick and then bring them on. It's up to you, but anyway. I, I, I was I was being a jerk because I thought it was funny, but yeah, continue by all means. All right, well I'll go ahead. I'll I'll redo it so we get the proper that way uh, we can edit it later. All right, let's try it again. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room, right down the aisle, these two men are bringing wrestling back to the city of Fargo, North Dakota. Ladies and gentlemen, they're going to tell us all about. The wrestling that is the independent wrestling scene here in the state of North Dakota. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the ones, the only, they are Puppy and Ace. What is up? This is Ace to Kid Hagen with your boy Big Pop Up Pop, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the Icon. The Big Swing. And Granny Ulster, brother. Ooh, yeah. Whatever big. What's going on, guys? It is so great to be here. All right, and uh, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna have you guys on for an extended amount of time, uh, depending on if our third guest calls in or not. Uh, that 
uh, depends on uh, how long we have with you. So uh, we'll roll with this. Uh, the first thing we need to do is uh, have you guys uh, let us know who is who. So who is Ace and who is Puffy? I'm Ace. And I'm Puff. All right. So we have Ace and Puff. Now, uh, and we're going to go through the entire gamut of uh, what you guys got going on, what your scene is, my man. Uh, but uh, then we'll kind of go around the room, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll have a round table here, and we'll have some fun with this. So now uh-huh. you guys uh, have an event coming up uh, called uh, Puffa Mania, and uh, – uh, Adagerai and Icon Enterprises are proud to be a couple sponsors for this event. Uh, we want to uh, first ask you guys, uh, how long have you been involved in wrestling, and how long have you guys, did you guys start out as fans, or uh, did you guys become promoters? Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your history. Well, we've always been wrestling fans. In fact, after speaking of the Icon we actually go pretty far back with the icon because when we really started to divide with wrestling and think of it as, you know what, this could be something that's more part of our lives than we think, was back when we were in high school. And when we were in high school, we had a place called Hooters here in Fargo. And there we had wrestling pay-per-views. And the icon, it's the man who sat next to us every single pay-per-view for like three, four years. So it's, I got to say, first and foremost, it is an honor to finally be on your show. It's finally able to be into this scene. Um, So we obviously, we absolutely started out as fans and kind of having that dream of, you know what, you know, how awesome would it be to be wrestlers? How awesome would it be to have your own wrestling promotion? And we went from being fans to one day saying, you know what, at some point, we all got to be like Indiana Jones. We all got to take that leap of faith, that one step forward, and, and we decided to do it. And it's been, it's been a bumpy road since. I mean, you start off not knowing anything, and then you, you, know, you slowly start to learn. Uh, we've been officially doing Pulp Mania now for over a year. And we, within that time, have not only gotten into more two with each other and, and really upping our game, in the sense of having podcasts and things like that, to also training with Pat Tanaka at the Pat Tanaka Production School for Wrestling. And with that, we are taking another step forward. And we are looking at doing something with wrestling that isn't just simply for wrestling, but simply showing what wrestling can do for the community. And we are now promoting a show. We're not a full promotion yet. We are hoping to one day become that, but this is just kind of our foot in the water, per se. Uh, and with this, Puffamania Immortal, all the proceeds are going to go to the Roger Maris Cancer Center. Uh, they are all going to be donated along with the, the help of Gate City Bank. So we have to, we have to thank them. We have to thank pixels, we have to thank HB and, and sound technologies, we have to thank the board tumble and grill, you guys here at, at the Attitude Air Live, and we have to thank uh, MBF. It's, it's because of, of all of you guys, we're, we're able to make this next step and really 
show people that wrestling isn't just about watching people go through tables. It's about family. It's about the brotherhood. It's in ourselves, we are our own world. We're our own community and showing what our community can do for the main community. And that's, that's really what Immortal is about. It's about giving back. Finally having wrestling back in North Dakota. And I can tell you guys, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be telling you guys here about the wrestlers that we're going to be having on our card. And I can tell you right now, this show is going to be something like you have never seen before. It's something that you've never seen out of anything, whether it's EWI, whether it's Cloud Nine, whether it's FLW. It's it's going to be a show that you're not going to want to miss if you're in the FM area because this is the start of something new. It's the start of something big, and it's the start of something that's going to revolutionize the scene of wrestling in North Dakota. And uh, we'll we'll talk about that. we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so we have uh, Ace in the in the pup with us here, uh, uh, give or take about thirty minutes left with these guys. So we we got plenty of time to talk about all this stuff. Uh, uh, but uh, before we go to that, uh, uh, we're gonna kind of do a little roundtable here, and then uh, I want to come back and then we'll talk about the event. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll bring in Granny here now. Granny would be great to be sitting ringside at one of your events when uh, uh, you guys decide to take this thing global uh, and become na- a national promotion. And uh, of course, the icon is going to do everything in its power to help you guys get there. But uh, Granny, what do you have for our guests here, Ace and Puffy? Well, hello, guys. First of all, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan. But I've been threatened to have been thrown in the ring a few times. I've been handcuffed to some managers in my career as a fan. I mean, I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels. I, I, I admire you guys for being the promoters because, I tell you, I would not want to, to do that. I mean, I love doing what I do. I love making it fun for the other fans and I've had so many independent companies that I have been a part of or shows that I've been to. They always thank me and appreciate me being there because I help get the crowd going. And, you know, people, you know, some people are afraid to, you know, holler or boo or cheer, you know, and I'll say, Hey, you don't know who to cheer for or who to boo. Watch me. And, you know, and, and I was part of an organization, well, a federation that ran in Arkansas for, several years they quit running in 2013 but they did tv tapings and they still show the old traditional championship wrestling shows down in little rock area and to this day i still have people come up and ask me hey aren't you that lady in the yellow shirt aren't you granny holkster you know i'm like yeah that's me and i got this name because i mean i love wrestling and i've had this gimmick name probably 20 plus years I mean, since I lived in Arkansas, you know, so I love doing what I do. But um, I guess what what has been, you know, as a promoter, you know, what has been some of your challenging things that you've had to do as far as promoting your show, promoting your company? Because I know it's not an easy thing being a promoter. It, it certainly isn't, especially when – uh, you're th- we're we're new to this. Like we 
<laughs> we've been a a symbol for the ephemeria for wrestling for for around a year, and we thought, well, you know what? It's time for us to take a step into what we want to be in five years. And five years just it came now. It's it's funny how the world works. Um, so we we took the leap, and it's it's crazy. It's um, everything runs at a mile a minute, but at the same time, it's it's an incredible feeling. It's an incredible experience to to watch something be created simply out of just a a simple thought. You know, we're we're building something and we're creating something that you know so many people dream of doing but never do because it's such a complex thing. And when when I look back to when we initially thought of you know, back when we were kids and back when we had that dream of, of doing promoting and or just simply being in the wrestling business, I think back to, you know, it is nothing what you would think it would be. It is so much more. It is, there's so much more discipline. There's so much more uh, dedication that it, it takes than you would think um, to be a part of this business, especially being in the ring and, uh, we got to say that uh, straight off the bat, we thank all of our wrestlers that are going to be part of the show for for being a part of it because it is an ex- it is an incredible experience for us to create. Um, the biggest challenge that I think that we've faced is really the fact that there is just so much. It's hard to it's hard to grasp what what you're doing and really answering every single detail that you have to answer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I know especially uh, Ace with, with the booking. Uh, yeah, booking booking is one of the most funnest things I've ever done. Uh, being able to create a new relationship with someone I don't even know, um, just gain the respect just over a message. And uh, that shows that wrestlers are willing just to willing to come, even if there's like a pandemic going on right now. Yeah, and, well, uh, you know, with, I, 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 you know, what? I mean, I love my wrestling, and I'll tell you, I finally got to go to a wrestling match over in Oklahoma, wrestling for a cause, which we they do wrestling shows for kids that have cancer, and I kind of help with that organization too. I pick up merchandise for the promoter and everything like that. And matter of fact, they're getting ready they're to do their Ryder Cup Memorial. So it's a two-day event. They turned it into a two-day event, and uh, that's the 18th and 19th. But I finally got to go to a wrestling show like July 25th, and that was my first wrestling show I got to see since like March. And I tell well, you, Brandy, I was having such I was having immortal. such serious yeah. withdrawals. I mean, I was ready to put somebody in a headlock. You know, like, let me put somebody in a headlock, please. You know, so. That's why we said enough is enough, and it is time for a change. It is time for wrestling to finally be back in Fargo, North Dakota. And we decided to to greet everybody back who are wrestling fans in the 701 to a show that they are never going to forget, a show that 
is going to be like nothing else you've ever seen in the likes of Fargo, in the likes of Minot, in the likes of Bismarck, Grand Forks, anywhere in North Dakota, this is going to be a show that you're not going to forget because it's going to be one that's going to be remembered. That sounds awesome. Now, that uh, sounds amazing. Uh, we have uh, Ace and Puppies, our guest here. We got uh, 23 minutes here with uh, the guys. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, well, like I said, we're going to circle back and talk about the event here in a second, but uh, we're going to bring bring swing now. Uh, now, there, there's a rumor that uh, Icon is probably going to be doing some uh, guest commentary uh, at the event, and we'll talk about that in a second too. But uh, another guy that would be perfect for that, if uh, we could get him up here for, uh, uh, I don't know, we won't be, we can't, I know he'll never come up here in the wintertime again. I know that. But uh, Big Swing, what do you got for a guest, Ace and the Puffster? So basically what you're saying is any time during the year, since I'm pretty sure it snows all year round up there. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not 100%. I mean, I, trust me, I'm from New York. We get a lot of snow too, but it's, it's, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, when I was up there last time, but so you guys said, you know, the icon, um, that actually sort of was my first question. I, I was going to kind of test the icon street, uh, street cred here, I guess, and say, you know, is this, is this somebody you've known for a while or did he find out you're from the same town and pressure you into this? But apparently you, you go, you go way back uh, with him. So, um, what, uh, what kind of got you guys involved in the business? Like, like what, what were some of your, your first, uh, experiences that, that led you to, to get to where you're at today? Well, I, I've always had this thought of having a like, a like a YouTube channel or just like some kind of platform where I could speak and I could just have my own personality, you know, out there. And there, there's just, there was always so much procrastination around it. I, I never actually got to it. And then one day, it was just, it was a system of events that happened, and it was just a domino effect of what could go wrong in a day. And I looked at it at the end of the day, and I thought to myself, well, you know, this world's a pain. So if I can't, if I can't make it in this one, I'm going to make my own. And we're better to make that than in the wrestling world. And that's where Ace came into it and said, well, you know what? You want to build the world. I want to build the world. Let's build the world together. I mean, we've known each other since we were in sixth grade, and we've been inseparable since. Famous words of Macho Man, whatever it takes. And that's exactly what we did is, you know, it's whatever it takes. We we stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning. We stayed up uh, for three days to make one of our recordings when we first started because we, we were coming in out of out of nowhere. And uh, we were <laughs> – we were dreadful, but you know we, we became, were absolutely dreadful. We, we became grade A certified decent throughout the years, and uh, don't forget to get your uh, catchphrase <laughs> in there. I like that. Uh, um, you may not like it, but deal with it. Oh, two for two. <laughs> um, what really got us into it was, it was simply this combination of that. I was looking for a way to say that. I wanted to make my voice heard. I wanted to create a world of my own. I wanted to get into the entertainment business, which I always wanted to get into. And I I finally took that leap, which it isn't easy to do. Even if you want to be an actor or a comedian or, or anything that involves other people looking at you and judging if you're good or not, 
it takes a leap. It takes a lot of guts to do that. And it was just, it was at that point I was saying, you know what? I I, I want to do this, but I need someone to do it with me. I can't do it alone. And Ace and I, the one thing that we had in common above all else is the fact that we are both diehard wrestling fans and we've always had this dream. So we decided to make that a reality. And and now we are, and now we're able to make uh, Immortal happen, which is another dream that we've had as doing this, is giving a, a nod to those who got us into wrestling and a way to say thank you. Um, who were some of your favorite uh, wrestlers growing up? You said you've always been big wrestling fans. Well, uh... Obviously, for me, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Why? That I figured, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Benoit, Owen Hart, and uh, CM Punk. Okay. Now you can get me off of. I mean, yeah, we all know what he did, but to be a fan of him when you were a kid, it's, it's uh, that bad. I mean, there were people who were fans of Fuck Zoom Off. When they were kids, but now they probably don't want to admit that. <laughs> I mean, don't be afraid of it. This is true. <laughs> so, and and uh, and I guess uh, being from up in the area, uh, I know Icon uh, talks a big game and talks himself up a lot. Uh, is he is he as big of uh, of a presence in the Fargo area as he claims to be? Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you see him at yeah. NDSU Bison games. You see him at the basketball games. You see him at High school games. More importantly, you see him at every single wrestling event that there is in Fargo. Uh, okay. And that's really how we know him. Is simply, we we never really knew him by Scott the Icon. We never knew what greatness we were in the presence of. But we we always knew who he was because we we just we came to recognize him. He literally, and when I say that, he sat right next to us. I'm I'm not kidding. I I really mean he sat right next to us. We had a, a, a corner table spot at the Hooters where we could have our own TV. There was four tables there. I took one uh, with my with my father, and Aether took one with him and his father and his sisters. They took up the two, and then there was one table left, and that table was always every single night the icon. Um, and then we started seeing him at uh, AWF events where we actually got our very first um, – Pictures taken together, me and Ace with uh, the legend Axa Jim Duggan. And Ace, he's from about a half hour north of me, actually, uh, up here in the uh, yeah. in the Albany, New York area. He's from Glens Falls, New York, so he's uh, he's he's not actually that far. I love Hacksaw. He he was the man. Hacksaw's yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. I've actually had Bring dinner with Hacksaw Jim Duggan before. Oh, That's have you? Pretty awesome. Was yeah, it, was it kind we were of, uh... we were at a wrestling show, guys. We were at a wrestling show in Kansas City. Well, it's been four. It was four years ago, on before my birthday, because I just had a birthday Saturday, and it was um, we went to an outdoor wrestling show at the T Bones Baseball Park, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there with Tommy Dreamer, and we went to. Um, you, it's kind of funny y'all mentioned Hooters. We went to Hooters after the wrestling show, you know, and they were doing half-hour appetizers. And these guys, these were adult men. 
I never knew, I did not know these guys, but they were at the show. And I went in, I had my Granny Hulkster shirt. What you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? That is my original Granny Hulkster shirt that I had somebody made make for me. And it's filled up with a wrestler's autographs. I, I I walked in, and I kid you not, these guys came running up to me and say, can we get our picture with you? I didn't know who they were. I was like, you know, and I went to a wrestling show last year down in Maumel, Arkansas, down by Little Rock, and one of the wrestlers was there. He was tag teaming with one of my very good friends, and um, he asked this young girl if she was ready to watch some good wrestling. She says, well, I'm here to see Granny. So he had to ask me before the show during the meet and greet. He says, Granny, i got to ask you this question. Do you have your own fan club? And I said, well... I said, I don't know, you know, but I mean, this girl, this teenage girl thinks that I'm just absolutely it. And I'm just a fan, just like everybody else there at that show. I'm nobody special, but people treat me like I am, you know, like I'm the greatest person that that there is, you know, and, and I'm very humbled by that. I had Ron Simmons tell me, I, I met him and Tony Atlas last year. My husband and I met uh, him and Tony Atlas last year. And he said, Granny, he said, you are that true fan that we so loved back in the day that we don't get to see anymore. And I took that very humbling, you know, by somebody like Ron wow. Simmons saying that to me. Can I, can I can I say the word? Sure. Say it. What word? <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> oh, you stole it from me. That's not fair. Oh, no. Say, I thought you were going to say decent. Uh, well, I, I tell you, if, if if Granny ever got a chance to come to Fargo, North Dakota, I would love to come to one of your shows because we I think I would have a, I think I would have have a blast. I think I would have a blast at one of your oh, shows. Yeah. We could have Granny Holster team up with the Pasta Baby, and we could do some crazy damage to some poor poor sucker heel. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> maybe maybe like somebody like I don't know. Go to Jacobs or, uh, well, okay, he's gonna make. Okay, I know he's gonna make wrestling great again. But what a heel, man! What a heel. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we have uh, Ace and Puppies, our guest here. We got, uh, well, we got twelve minutes. We'll probably do a little longer here because uh, apparently, uh, do we have a next guest on the line there, Big Swing? Yeah or nay? Um, nope. Nobody's on right now. Okay, well, good. Then we're going to keep going. Uh, okay. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and do a breakdown about the match. Now, real quick here, Granny, you know that you're going to be up here uh, next September because you got to come up here for my wedding. And uh, Well, we're I, you, uh, I, hope to ma- I hope to make it. I mean, you know, I, I'll have to check my schedule. I hope to make it. Yeah. You know, I don't and, know. Uh, cause, I'm not going to promise anything. Because <laughs> Homer's waiting for you. I know Homer's waiting for me, and I love Homer. He's such a sweet little dog. I know. He's waiting for Granny to come see him. I know. And as a matter of fact, he's listening right now. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about Homer in a second. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the, the, the match. Uh, first off, tell us when it is, where it is, what time it starts. That's the first three questions. Hit us with it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You cut out. What was that? 
Okay, so we want you to tell us when it is, where it is, and what time it is. Those are the first three questions. We'll 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 go in seconds here. All right, uh, it is here in West Fargo, North Dakota, at the Double Tree, October eighteenth. That is a Sunday. Uh, doors open at four p.m. Bell time at five. And uh, how um, how long of a show would you plan on having for our uh, uh, for our fans listening? How long uh, can they expect to uh, be at the arena or the e- venue? Uh, we're thinking the show might go about three hours. Okay, so uh, doors open. At, yeah, doors open at four. Bell time at five. Three hours. So that's about eight. Yep. So uh, kids will still be able to get back in time uh, to get uh, to bed, do their studies, everything. Absolutely. How many matches are you expecting? <clears throat> we are expecting. Quite a decent amount of matches, it, sir. It, it, well, well, we should better detail that question. It's not the matter of how many matches that we're planning on having. It's what quality and what match type that we're planning on having. Because I don't know. Okay. We can't, we're gonna have, we can't say anything for sure quite yet. We can tell you guys who we have on our cards, but we can't tell you what matches we have quite yet. Uh, okay, well, that's, then, that's but, the next thing. I mean, you look at, for example, a Royal Rumble, per se, okay, in a certain amount of time. So if you have a Royal Rumble, you're not going to have eight to ten matches, you know. Exactly. But, uh, so, so with that being said, uh, well, let's not talk uh, about uh, who you have on the card. Well, icons, we have uh, Duke Cornell. Uh, Puckster wanted to say the superstar here. We took up Bobby Brown. Uh, we have also Mr. Incredible, Coda Jacob, Kaz Carter, JDX, El Martismo, and then uh, Matthias. We have more, 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 more. And more you guys, Jay Harris, right? We do have will, Coda Jacobs, and we do have. Well, I will give you guys a testament. I will give you guys a testament. Um, now I've never been, I've never been to uh, Arkansas, where Granny's from. Um, but I'm assuming it's sort of the same. But you know, I'm, I'm from New York, and everybody knows the New York reputation uh, that everybody has around here. Um, it's not always true. Most of the time, it is not always though. But when I got to Fargo. The one thing that I did notice uh, was despite the, you know, eight and a half feet of snow you guys had in mid-March, okay, despite that, um, everybody was super friendly and super hospitable. And, you know, everybody was, you know, as soon as you get there, it's like, hello, welcome to Fargo, you know, and they have like, like they sound like Canadian. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is Fargo, don't you know? And and you know, but what I expected to be in like a foreign land, almost like going to a different country. I mean, coming from New York to Fargo, North Dakota, I expected to be completely different. And uh, the people in Fargo and the people in the state of North Dakota that I dealt with when I was up there uh, actually uh, made my trip very pleasant. So 
uh, I do got to give a testament to that. Is 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 in terms of all the places that I've traveled through my journalism and, and radio broadcasting career, um, I I actually enjoyed the hospitality and people in in the state of North Dakota. So that that's very good. So that, that's a little testament for all three of you guys. Yeah, so Pokemania uh, Immortal, we have a crew, and we're full on hospitality. We're we're here to give to the wrestlers and not expecting to get much back. This is we're all going to the Roger. Respect. We're we're giving to the wrestling community, and we're giving to the community itself by giving to cancer and thinking those who got us into this and really are at the true heart of Pokemania mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, saying that, you know, we were all really hospitable, it, I, a part of me wants to say, well, uh, you, you ran into the right lucky people, but um, uh, at the yeah. same time, we are absolutely, when you, when you really come down to it, we are extremely hospitable. Uh, the Canadian uh, stereotype is very, very strong here. A lot mm. of people here, I mean, we're, it's not as much as that we're nice, Relate back. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got no. Now, on the other hand, on the other hand, I don't know if you guys have ever been to New York, um, but I mean, you you, you can get we in fistfights. Well, you, you can get in fistfights over parking spots. I mean, full on brawls. You know, and people in New York. You know, I mean, for the most part, they don't hold doors. They're very about themselves. Um, they'll, they'll bump right into you and keep walking without saying anything. It's very. I, I mean, when you got a city that's two miles long. Uh, excuse me. Um, uh, what is it, 12 miles long and two miles wide, and you've got 8 million people just in that section, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little crammed, a little crowded. So I, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed Fargo and, and I want to go out there and, and, and see a show. And I, you know, if you guys need anything at all, um, for any of your shows and any of your upcoming events, uh, I actually, what I do, uh, besides this podcast we do on Mondays is, I'm the local the local play-by-play voice for uh, local college here uh, for the last six years. And if you guys need a, a filling guest commentator play-by-play, I think I could do the play-by-play and Icon could maybe do the the, uh, the color commentary. It could be a little, little, little JR and King action going on if you guys need something. And uh, I think it would bring a lot to the show. And, hell, I'd even do it for free. I never do gigs for free. I'd even go out there and do it for free for you guys just, just to, to, to get out there and do something cool. So... Uh, if you guys need anything from us, we're definitely willing to help you guys out. Um, promotion, well, say, audio, uh, you know, anything. You anything so you much. need. Promotion, yeah. audio, Facebook, social media, anything. We here, I I'm, I got to say, a lot of people don't like to go to the cousins of coal. A lot of people don't like there's there's nothing going on. I'm I'm one of those people that is very passionate about this community, and, and I love where I am. It is my home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for you to have that kind of an experience, if it wants you to come back to that degree, I have to say is it's very humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for for having such a great time uh, where we live uh-huh. in our home. Uh, that means a lot yes. to us here. And you know, uh, in, in New Yorkers think that there's no place better than New York. I mean, I mean, usually you get a New Yorker and they're like, ah, this is not New York. The pizza sucks. The hot dog sucks. It's not good bagels. You know, it's blah, 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 blah. They have to complain about everything because nothing's as good as New York. And and I've, I've felt that way about some states and some cities that I've been to and, you know, broadcasting at certain schools that I've visited the town and found things to eat. And I, I sort of felt that way, but I didn't get that opinion about Fargo. I wish 
that I, I wasn't, you know, I, I'm six one. I wish I wasn't up to my belly button in snow in the third week of March. But other than that, <laughs> I, I had a good time. You're lucky you came in March. <laughs> if you were here in January, you'd be here in a way different world than March. You know, it's actually a yeah, fun up fact. to my chin. In the winter here in North Dakota, um, Jan- January is our real winter. That's really when it packs a punch. And when okay. it does pack a punch, when we get those blizzards that are the January, the North Dakota blizzards that are stereotypically infamous, mm-hmm. we are actually colder than the base temperature of Mars. Oh, wow. Huh. We, okay. we, are, we average about six minus six degrees in the average temperature for the average day in March, fifty to sixty five degrees minus Fahrenheit. Wow. So we're huh. five degrees colder than a planet that's light years away farther from us from the sun. Which goes to show how cold we really get. I mean winter here doesn't joke huh. around. I, yeah. I you guys have some cold winters there, but here it doesn't joke around. <laughs> um, well, Icon um, uh, talks about it all the time, and, and I give him – I rib him a lot because, you know, I went out there for a March Madness event for the NCAA tournament, and, you know, I, I land on the plane, and I'm walking in waist-deep snow, and I'm like, at home, it's, at home it's 55 degrees and sunny, you know? So I'm like, what, what is what is going on? And um, – well, it, it was, it, you know, but, but like I said, to, to, for it to be that cold for it to be that cold and that snowy and for all of you to be that happy and that, that helpful uh, was nice. Because I know if we had that kind of snow in New York, people are, 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 are miserable in New York as it is. If we had that kind of snow, uh, it, it would make things 10 times worse. So anyways. Uh, well, I did have a good experience in Fargo, but this is not a travel channel show. I want to get more opinion on, on your guys and wrestling. It's, I could talk all day about it. <laughs> well, you know, well, guys, it's, it's funny because when Big Swing was here, he thought he was on the planet of Hoth when he was here. I did. He, I did. Well, Icon, you got to admit, man, you got to admit, he's not wrong. I mean, if we if we were to be compared to any kind of planet, it would be Hoth. Hmm. Well, I yeah. know, I don't uh, because our I, I like don't Arizona um, temperatures, but yet our winters yeah. really. But then, well, well, then I saw Icon right, and to keep the Star Wars theme going, I met the Icon because again, I had only ever known him as a as a radio personality voice. I'd never actually met him before this, uh, so I went from landing in Hoth to uh, getting into the to the hotel lobby where we were doing the event, and all of a sudden you see Icon walking down with a Columbine trench coat on. And, and and his big beard and the hair and I was like this is a, this is a forest moon of Endor now I mean I mean he's he's a he's a human sized Ewok so you, you know and um, but so he, he actually was like he was very hospitable as well he he made an experience where I was a little nervous I knew literally nobody my job didn't know I was going out there my parents didn't know I was going out there I just kind of willy nilly did it last minute on an event for him and I'm like I'm in the middle of nowhere if anything happens to me out here I am I am screwed. And uh, it actually, you guys did a very good job out there of, of calming uh, any anxiety. And so, it, yeah. It really very is good. the middle of nowhere. So you can let your dog run. We're, we're, we're run. literally where you can put somebody in a woodchip and no one will hear them scream. Like and the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing, you know, with our community, 
it's, you know, once again, it's freaking good that you had such a great experience. <clears throat> but also, I mean, if you're going to land somewhere, I, I, I'm not surprised at all that uh, New York is like a, it's a different world from, from where we are here. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I landed. Really, I landed in Minneapolis. I landed in Minneapolis uh, because I couldn't get a direct flight into Fargo. Um, and so uh, I, um, I landed in Minneapolis, rented a car, and drove from Minneapolis to Fargo. Um, and, you know, there was snow, but it was March, and I expected it to be. But I'll tell you, and now Minnesota gets their fair share of snow, but it wasn't that bad. I rented a Jeep. You know, I rented, I rented a Jeep and everything, and I drive a Jeep at home, so I, I, I was used to it. I get to Fargo. And all of a sudden, it just complete change. It's like I, you know, a couple inches here and there, maybe a foot. I get to Fargo, and it's like I can't see the buildings over the snowbank from the horizon. I'm like, what? What? It's, what it's, is you it, know, it's, and it's what is this? I mean, the way weather works that way. Sign, catch the fever. City of Fargo. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we really are the city of Fargo. It's Fargo. <laughs> I mean, Fargo. Yeah, Fergo. Fergo. Fergo, Fergo. Uh, you know, it's Fergo. Out of all places in the north for you to land in the U.S. and and mm. be from New York, be from that different world, you know, you really got lucky because this is the best place to land for that because we are the northern version of good old boys. We're the Fargonians, don't you know? We're just here to uh, yes. and have a good time. I mean, it's really, I mean, he's not wrong because. We have winter till June, and then we still don't get rid of snow until November, and then we get more snow. I mean, heck, Mount Fargo is still up. Yeah, yeah, it is. <clears throat> so every year when they when they take all the snow off the roads, they dump it onto this gigantic mountain hill. It's called Mount Fargo. And Mount Fargo here in September, it's still around. We still have a patch of ground that has snow on the ground. Hmm. Wow. See, we, we're, we're pretty much done, we're, and I'm a little bit upstate, out of the city uh, a little bit, but uh, we're pretty much done with snow. I mean, we might have a freak storm in March at some point, but usually March is when it starts to get 40s, 50 degrees, things like that. It starts to feel like spring a little bit, and, and I, I, you know, it might be cloudy and all the trees are still dead, but it's starting to, it's starting to turn a little bit. And, uh, and so that, that, that was really the shocking thing for me. I I don't know if you shared this joke with them before. I'm sure you have, but uh, I can go ahead and tell them what you told me about the, uh, the four seasons in North Dakota. Yeah. Well, here in, uh, here in Fargo, North Dakota, we have four seasons, winter flood, road construction, and football. And, um, <laughs> and that is true. Uh, now, uh, we we uh, let's, as long as we as long as we're getting back on track. And there's nobody else on the line, by the way, so we can keep them going. So uh, nobody else is right, called in, so we're, we're good. Um, okay. As we're as here to have a good uh, time. We absolutely are here to have a good time. I gotta agree. There are four seasons. I don't know. If, I mean, 100 percent. All those things are in those seasons, but for us, really, we get winter, cold, desert, and Ufta. What's the no? Uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as long as um, we're, uh, you know, we, we have you guys on here to, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, the, the event you guys got coming up. And, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is not the travel channel. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have, uh, we have Ace and Pup. 
we have uh, Ace and Puppy here with us. Uh, and uh, we got about, what, 30-some uh, minutes left of the show here. So now I'm going to ask you guys, uh, with uh, uh, and real quick here, I'm going to ask uh, Big Swing a uh, trivia question. Uh, you know, they this is to sponsor the Roger Maris uh, Cancer Center. <clears throat> Who do we know that would be related to that uh, that organization? Ha- have we had our, as a guest before, Big Swing? Well, you kind of you, you kind of laid out the question, so I think a, like a first grader could answer it. But uh, yes, we had we had Roger Maris Jr. on this show. And uh, we've actually had him a couple of times, and it's really great, especially being a Yankee fan myself. Uh, it was really awesome to be able to talk to a relative of a, of a Yankee legend like that, who I had no idea before the interview had any ties to North Dakota at all. I only knew him as a Yankee. Um, but, but yeah, so it was really cool. I, I learned a lot of uh, – and, you know, being a sports guy, having a sports talk radio show here in New York every morning, uh, I was able to share a lot of cool knowledge about that that maybe a lot of New Yorkers didn't know. So I kind of learned a lot of different things regarding that. And Maris is like a, you know, a legend around here. So I, um, yeah, it was Roger Maris Jr. And, and, you know, for the cancer center to be out there, that's a great cause as well. Obviously donating to, you know, cancer research and charity and things. And, and uh, I was just, yeah, that was an awesome experience also. Uh, and I'm learning every wrestler I talk to or every, I guess, not necessarily wrestler, but every um, figure I talk to from the North Dakota area, I'm learning so many new things that honestly myself and very, very few New Yorkers ever even dreamed to know uh, about the state. So uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of cool trivia uh, regarding the state. That, that's really awesome, man. Um, you know, I gotta say that's, that's really cool. That you guys had Roger Maris Jr. On uh, Roger Maris. I'm, I'm a huge baseball guy. I, I grew up playing baseball. In fact, actually, in baseball, my number was actually number nine, which is really cool. Uh, my dad, when he played, was number three. So we got Babe Ruth and we've got Roger Maris, jersey numbers in our in our family. Um, but yeah, sixty-one and sixty-one, baby. Uh, it's, it's really cool to have someone like that with that kind of impact on the so you're a, baseball. You're a big baseball guy. I actually, where I went to school is in a little town named Oneonta, New York, uh, which is about 88 miles southwest of, of Albany, which is our state capital. Uh, the next town over, it's all back roads and it's all country, but, but the next town over from the town of Oneonta is actually a, a little town you may have heard of called Cooperstown. And uh, I actually okay. wrote for a newspaper a weekly newspaper uh, in the town of Cooperstown uh, during my time in college. And um, yeah, the, uh, to have the baseball hall of fame right there, being a big baseball guy as well, myself um, was a cool experience also. So I'm assuming you guys are twins fans. Uh, well, I have to be, uh, my father actually played semi-pro baseball. Uh, okay. When he was young, he played with uh, the guys that played for the twins that were either coming from the, the minor leagues, going back up again from, like, injuries and so forth. Uh, he played with those guys actually quite a bit. So I grew up a huge baseball fan. I grew up playing baseball since the day I could swing a bat. Literally, um, the little rotating thing you have in the crib, I, I, I forget what it's called. <laughs> but it was literally just a little ball, and I had a little bat. 
and I would hit it. And as soon as I could get a consistent hit on it and I could walk, I, I was running bases. Um, and nice. Marisol was always a cool figure for me for that. Um, being number nine, um, I never really knew what that meant until I started playing football. My fumble number actually was 61, which I mm. actually I, I hated at first because I wanted my obviously being from here, I'm a Vikings fan, so I love. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Jimmy Kleinsaucer, who uh, went to UND here in, in the quad off of Grand Forks, well, funny house. Uh, and guy, uh, he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. Think about that. I am. I am. Um, oh. I, Icon, I, you, uh, are, you are a liar and a traitor to the Rebel Alliance. I, Icon, you actually, uh, you actually really didn't. Um, actually, wait. Let, let me find the. Uh, let me find the thing now. You actually uh, didn't do yourself any favors uh, by bringing that up because. I have a little touch screen in front of me here at, at the studio, and uh, I have a little button that that uh, sounds like this. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! So anyway. How about uh, them Cowboys? How I, I got about two, them Cowboys? I'll tell you about them Cowboys. I got two words for you. They're two words for you. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. That's the only two words you guys got to know. Yeah, but, but anyway. uh, us Viking fans, uh, real quick here, then we got to get back to this. Us Viking fans don't uh, hate Dallas because of Herschel Walker. We hate it because of two words, Drew Pearson, the push-off suck-off himself. But anyway, uh, let's get back to this. Uh, we got <laughs> hey, he, we got, said, we he got, said the F word, not me. <laughs> yeah. No, he said, he said suck. He said suck. I, I, I don't have to beep him. He's good. But you just said fuck. I, you know, I do have to say, though, you are absolutely – you are one of the bravest men I've ever met now knowing that because a Cowboy fan living in New York and open about it, that's pretty it's brave, tough. my man. That's pretty brave. I, I get a lot of I, I get a lot of crap from the Giants fans. Yeah, a lot of crap from the Giants fans. Well, I, I used to live in Kansas, guys, before I moved She's to Arkansas. She's a Raiders fan. And I was about an hour from Kansas City, so I'm a Chiefs fan and a Royals fan. Granny, stop lying. Uh, You're a Raiders fan. No, I'm not a Raiders fan. Bite <laughs> your tongue, Big Swing. That is that you. you that That's is bad vocabulary. I don't know. I don't know, Granny Holt. I, I hate I, the I Raiders. Feel like, uh, I feel like you're getting the vibe for Raiders over here. You Raider Nation? When you are a Chiefs fan, you have to be a Raider hater, and I'm one of the biggest Raider haters there is, so... Don't let him. Well, let's you. say let, let's just say this. Granny had, and we'll move on because I know Icon wants to get a couple more questions in. Let's well, just say Granny had, Granny there. had a very very good first weekend in February this year. Let's just say that it's been it's been fifty something yes. years, and 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 very 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 good first weekend of February for her this year. Uh, let's just put it that way. <laughs> Yes. Congratulations. My yes, Actually, my no, thank won you. the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, thank you, Dirty Bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we have uh, Puffamania here with us, and uh, we got to get back on this because our one-track mind is derailed here, uh, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. and, uh, of course, uh, a couple other North Dakota greats we've had on our show with us. Uh, we always love Mariah Prussia, and we also uh, love Virgil Hill, who's also been on the show with us. But anyway, let's get back to this. So now with uh, – 
with your show, uh, and uh, I have to ask this because I'm uh, I'm an inspiring broadcast journalist. Inspiring. Uh, um, what uh, what kind of uh, social distancing protocol uh, are you guys uh, following uh, uh, during the event? Uh, well, we're definitely requiring masks before people even enter into the door. Uh, mm. We're doing temperatures. Uh, that is to make sure that everyone is up to protocol on this. Wrestlers are going to be tested for COVID-19 uh, before they get into the the ring two weeks prior. Um, yeah, and, uh, if six feet apart, and, w- and if if the uh, the fans request to sit in groups, we encourage to get tables. Uh, <clears throat> tables are a hundred dollars, and uh, you get a bottle of champagne with it. Uh, and nice. uh, okay. uh, and uh, uh, Attitude Air Live, I'm going to go ahead and make this announcement now, is going to be uh, donating uh, some money to the uh, cause uh, to nice. uh, advertise and be part of the thing. But uh, for the fans uh, that don't have uh, money like the Icon does, uh, what can they expect to pay for tickets? Uh, what is the breakdown? And uh, how many uh, tickets are you planning on selling? Uh, can they get them before, or do they have to wait till they get them at the door? Uh, we actually have a pre-sale going on right now. So all tickets are $10. That's including ringside. Uh, but like I said, we're encouraging fans to get the, the tables. If they want to sit in groups, the table seat six. And like I said, you get a bottle of champagne with that. Um, but all tickets are $10 right now for our pre-sale. Mm. And then uh, tickets go up to fifteen dollars, and then day of show twenty. And uh, how many uh, how many uh, tickets are you are, are you planning on wanting to sell? Uh, we got a rough estimate of two hundred to two fifty. Okay. Now, uh, now, what is the website, or uh, where do they go to get the tickets? Uh, you can actually for our pre-sale right now. Uh, you go on over to the Puppamania Facebook page. Uh, and then you just message us uh, what you want for your ticket, and then we'll do the purchasing. And then uh, the day of the show, you just get your ticket then. So it's uh, and I'll it's tell you what, I'll even, call I'll, ticket. I'll even throw this little deal in. Uh, anybody that uh, goes to uh, the website and messages you guys to get tickets, uh, anybody that listens to the show, and if they message you with uh, uh, Icon 2020, uh, I'll make sure that they all get autographs uh, at the show as well for myself. Absolutely. So uh, I, I hopefully I'll be able to get a, a good case of carpal tunnel and writer's cramp for that. I hope so. Hopefully. Uh, so anyway, uh, now uh, you guys, uh, this is going to be open for all ages, correct? Yes, it is. It is going to be open for all ages. Um, we do uh, we do advise that. I mean, when we say all ages, if you have to bring like anybody under the age of say six, you know, we 100% welcome it. However, uh, because it's a wrestling show, as much as we can say that it's all ages, we can't control the wrestling fan and. As we all can know, the wrestling fan can become pretty rowdy. So, uh, we recommend 
that if you do bring a child with you, that they are the ages of around six to eight. Um, and at that age, children do uh, enter for free. All right. And uh, so um, now you guys uh, plan on uh, doing a three-hour show, like you said. Uh, is there um, uh, is there any, uh, or have you guys not uh, got that set yet, any special type of matches that uh, you guys uh, have set up at this moment? We do have some special matches, but like we said, we're, we're not going to reveal anything. We only got our we, – we got our – We, we, right we got our – we have to keep some, we have some time here, there, Icon. I, I know you want to get the deets right now, but don't worry, man. You know, if you want us to be back on at any other point in time, we will gladly, with open arms, inform your listeners about the the extra details that we have about our show. We can't give away any kind of major matches yet, but we might have something like a submissions only match. We may have something like to say a no disqualification match. I mean, and we no we spoilers, Icon. Than, <laughs> yeah, Icon, well, no, no spoilers. As a, uh, well, a double reason, feature match. Well, the reason why I asked that is I wasn't asking you guys to give away any matches yet. I understand that. that. That was not the point. My point was the Air Live wrestling show here is going to be your major promoter. We're going to promote you guys in any way that we can. So we are definitely going to have you guys back on several times uh, between now and showtime, uh, whether it be for uh, this long time or whether it be for a quick five minutes or whatever. Uh, we're going to have you guys on quite a bit from between now and October. Uh, and for people that want to know, the address uh, where the Doubletree East West Bar goes is 825 East Beaton Drive in West Fargo, North Dakota, 58078. And uh, you guys can uh, make sure you go get on Puppet Mania on Facebook. Uh, go check it out. Uh, and uh, make sure you tell them that the icon sent you. Uh, just by saying that, uh, they'll uh, make sure they get a list. Uh, and uh, you'll get an autograph of the icon. Hey, I'll even do pictures because uh, my my particular job, I get to get t- tested every few days for COVID. Uh, so, and I don't plan on getting COVID, uh, and I don't want to get COVID. So, uh, um, uh, you get you can get your picture with the icon, or you can get an autograph, whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll have some fun uh, uh, and help you guys out any way that we can. Uh, we are going to help you guys out in any way possible. That's what we're here to do. So uh, we plan well, not on only guys, that, but uh, I can say that if they do tell us that the icon sent us, they won't just only get a picture and an autograph with you, because they'll get a pu- picture and an autograph with Ace and the Puzzle themselves. So uh, make sure you use the code ICON2020. That's Icon twenty twenty. And with that also, um if you guys send us that, we will also put you on the list for a drawing for a free Puffomania hat. Oh a free Puffomania hat you Absolutely. Say. Uh and you have your choice between the two. Uh if you watch any of our shows, Ace is wearing one style, I'm wearing the other one, whichever one you prefer, pink or purple. Uh, 
us know when you win your drawing, and we'll we'll get you that hat. Um, but yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and, and as you guys know, real men wear pink, especially during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We sure do. You're down right there, baby. You're down right. Yeah, because we all know that cancer sucks. Uh, uh, not. Uh, I just want everybody to know. One way or another, everybody's going to know how the icon feels about cancer uh, in the next couple of months. So we'll, we'll talk about that later on. But uh, we want to thank you guys. Uh, we got uh, uh, we we do got to close the show here because um, uh, we do have some other advertisers that, that we need to thank. So uh, also real quick here, uh, guys. Uh, I just want to uh, also mention uh, our newest sanitizer, also Sebastian Kane. Uh, if you check out our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, uh, you'll be able to check out uh, his uh, his new goings on. Uh, we're now kind of joined with him at the hip. So uh, um, uh, whether we wanted that to happen or not, <laughs> it's happening. So uh, check out Sebastian Kane. He uh, provided us with our uh, our uh, uh, our intro music, and uh, it's also uh, called uh, uh, Iconic. Uh, he named it after myself, and uh, that eventually evolved into my wrestling theme song whenever I decide to get back into the ring, hopefully sometime sooner than later. Uh, but, yeah, we want to thank you guys for uh, joining us. I'll be in contact with you when uh, we'll have you guys on again. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm not going to let anybody know what, what day or time it is, but uh, there is a couple wrestlers that you're going to have on your show uh, at your event that's going to be on with us. So uh, be looking on our Facebook page for that uh, on uh, Off the Ropes. And uh, for anybody that's wondering why we're called Off the Ropes on uh, Facebook and not Attitude Air Live, they will not let us change the name because they say the name Attitude Air Live is either combative or offensive. and uh, Which is stupid, but yeah. Yeah. I know, Absolutely I know a lot of dreadful. Yeah, I know okay. a, a lot more names that are uh, more offensive than Attitude Air Live, like a guy that uh, uh, has a uh, wrestling uh, podcast up in Canada who, 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 who could study for two weeks and not pass the piss test. Uh, so I mean, we're surprised that we we surpassed with Puffamania. Okay, but then, <laughs> that's different, though, because Puffamania is not based off what you think it is. It actually has an odd to uh, uh, the uh, uh, big swing with uh, being up there in New York. Puff is actually it's it's based on my nickname, and Puff isn't for the reasons you think it would be. It's actually because of the state Puff Marshmallow Man, because I'm a six foot four white ass Marshmallow Man. <laughs> and so I got the name State Puff, and that just eventually, with wrestling and and just accepting that nickname and rolling with it. Um, I kind of did with it what Dusty Rose, one of my my greatest icons of wrestling, did is say, you know what? If they're going to put me in polka dots and make me dance, I'll get it over just like putting on a, a diaper. And I eventually became the puffster 
and Big Papa Puff, and um, that's where Puff the actual name came from. But I gotta say, there, you know, uh, mentioning breast cancer and all of that, you know, that doesn't also mean a lot to us. Uh, we really do care about the, the research of cancer. This whole event, Immortal, is is to thank you. Um, when I was a kid, my dad was asked to Roger Maris consider that's as to where I get my name from is I was actually named after one of the main doctors at Roger Maris. And this this show is is dedicated to the man who got me into wrestling. And if it wasn't for if it wasn't for him and it wasn't for wrestling that gave us the connection that we were able to have, because there's there's always something you, you can have, you know, when you've got medical problems. Doesn't that bring tears to your eyes? Yeah, it's not supposed to, but you know what? It is It is the beauty of what wrestling is. It can bring people together in so many different ways, and that's, that's what Immortal is. Is It's not about the the immortality of Puff Mania. It's about the immortality of wrestling and the heart of the wrestling fan. And also saying, screw you to cancer, because cancer is absolutely dreadful. And cancer does suck, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, one cancer way or another... Suck. I'm going to be proving that. But uh, we do got to get out of here. Am I right, Big Swing? Uh, why don't you give us a closeout, then we can uh, get out of here. Yeah, we uh, are, can we say uh, something wait, real wait. quick here? Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. All right, cool. All right, so we heard in the middle of the podcast, I think it was uh, Moxie Foxy or something like uh, that. What her name was? Moxie, Moxie Molly. Moxie Molly. Come on, Ace. Get your names right. Sorry. So you were talking about the best heels in the past 10 years. Well, Puffster and I got thinking, what's the best baby face in the past 10 years? And that's a question for all three of you. Uh, sorry, we don't mean to drag you guys on, but it's a question that we that we had for uh, Granny Halster, for the basement, and for you, Icon. Because to say that Alexa Bliss is the best heel in the last 10 years, I mean... Yes, I can understand where they're coming from, but that's a big claim to make. And if you're going to make also one really big hot. claim, you got to have the other side. Uh, uh, best baby face over the last, uh, I'd say, uh, Roger Daniel Bryan. Piper was fine. Oh, over the past, Daniel Bryan, like ever? Yeah, Bryan. Yeah, if you're, talk, if you're talking ever, you got to say The Rock. But but if, but but if you're well, no, I don't know because my, my I, I'm only they 32, say, so my knowledge is limited. The past decade. Decade. Oh, John perfect. Cena. John Cena. Okay. And I say that I hate Cena, but he he carried the company as the major face for you know the last couple you know ten years or so. So now well, do you I hate Cena that. because you you hate my favorite Cena because you're a New Yorker and he's a Bostonian. No, because my favorite of all time is the rated R superstar Edge. So Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. And they had a big Great rivalry, chemistry. so chemistry. Yeah. Great chemistry. Yeah. So But then uh, but anywho. uh Icon, who who would you say is the best baby face in the last ten years? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? All right. I can, I can. I'm telling you, man, once he becomes a heel, he's going to explode in popularity. People are going to say, yeah, yeah. finally. Yeah. I can Wilson? see it. 
He is a full heel. He's a full heel? Yeah, he is a full well, heel. Well, he hasn't gone full, full, like, water. He hasn't had a water heel moment yet. Like a true, true, true. water heel moment. I mean, Once he does, and people fully accept him as he's a full-on heel, and this isn't just some stupid storyline, he's legit heel, he's going to start getting some, some major heat behind him. Um, Let's hear from Granny. Granny Ulster. Uh, we got. We don't have a lot of time, guys, so we're not gonna have time to give my opinion. But no, you have uh, we're, we're, we're a little we're a little bit over, but that's fine. No, you, you I, I can I can make it go as long as I need to. So, what uh, if you want to answer real quick, then we can cut it. Well, you know, I mean, I you know, I I like Roman Reigns as a baby face. You know, I don't care much for him right now as a heel because I don't like the heel. But you know, that's besides the point. But um, there's been a lot of good ones over the past 10 years. I mean, too many to mention, really. If you had to, if you, if you had to pick one, though, and it doesn't just well, matter about WWE, re- I, w- I want to note that. It could be AEW, it could be Impact, it could be ROH, it could be anywhere. Well, can I pick a tag team? And sure, I know this absolutely. probably sure, longer absolutely. than ten years. I I know this longer than ten years, but um, I've always loved the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert mm. Gibson, and they you were in the what? WWE I, Hall of Fame I, I in 2017. Work, but also, as a cornet lover and a Southern wrestler lover, baby, I gotta say that I have to 100 percent agree. That is that is. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it because they're timeless. You can never not love the Rock and Roll Express. Absolutely. I mean, Ricky and Robert were in Alma, Arkansas last year for an autograph signing, and I mean, I've you know I've gotten to meet Ricky and Robert on several different occasions, you know, at different independent shows, and Robert put his WWE Hall of Fame ring on my finger for the picture, guys. Granny is wearing the WWE Hall of Fame ring. And I didn't even now ask that if I could wear it. Deal. That's honor. Yeah, deal. I've got that picture, man. I've got that nice. picture, and I mean, that was an send honor. Send that over to, send that on over to the icon, and the icon will share that with us, and we'll put you on the Puff Mania Facebook page and Instagram. Because <laughs> we nice. have Instagram too, and we have Twitter, and we have Twitter. Oh, hey, so enjoy by the way, that. hey guys, uh, didn't the icon make you guys a collector's card too? Yes, you did, and it was grade A certified eight. Will you help me out, please? It was fantastic. Uh, both of us absolutely marked out when we saw it. Uh, you are the proud presenter of the very first trading card of Puppamania, so we will make that a priceless addition in our collection. There you go, guys. Nice. There ain't nothing that the icon can't get done. That just proves it right there, guys. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Before and, we uh, end here, still, I just wanted uh, to ask. Uh, I wanted to ask ahead. Ace, what is your just quickly without a whole lot of explanation? What is your top ten or your uh, number one babyface the last decade? Uh, is it Roman Reigns? I'm gonna have to go with Roman Reigns. Really? He's been put. Forcefully push, and then cry baby in the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm gonna have to go with Roman Reigns on this one. I'm gonna say one. I'm absolutely shocked because this this man right here has a 
fit every time he sees Roman Reigns on his screen. That's mm. like that's like a punk fan giving Cena some cred, which is exactly what this is because there isn't a bigger punk fan than Ace to get Hagen. But well, I think I think what happened with Roman Reigns was like guys like The Rock who started off as a heel, they wanted him to be a heel. Guys like Austin who initially was supposed to, uh, was supposed to be a heel, um, you know, guys like that uh, organically, you know, grew into the fans. The fans organically started to like them. Even even DX, like uh, when 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 Road Dogg and Billy Gunn became heels. Uh, during the 2000 era, uh, they still got cheered and things because the crowd organically liked them. I think Roman Reigns was forced down our throats and told, this is who you're going to cheer for, and the fans rebelled against Absolutely. it. They, they wanted it to come organically. Amen, brother. Amen. You are speaking the truth of the Lord. Whatever it takes. <laughs> to get the truth out there. Glad someone said that instead of me. <laughs> normally fair is, enough, fair but, enough. Um, 100%, you're 100% right. Um if anything, I I would say the best baby face of the last ten years. Ironically, because I know I know Cena was there, and one hundred percent Cena is of the last generation. The baby face of the generation is John Cena, without a doubt, hands mm-hmm. down. But the best baby face I would say would be, ironically, uh, Drew McIntyre. Because and and here's my reason why. When you look at people like, for example, the Rock and Roll Express, when you're a babyface, your job isn't just to be the good guy. Your job is to run the division. Be the reason why people take interest in your division, whether it's singles mm. or or tag teams or so on and so forth, and. For example, the Rock and Roll Express took control of that. They were the quintessential tag team baby faces. They had every person in the palm of their hands. They got death resistance to people like Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. They, you know, they are truly two of the greatest baby faces of all time. Uh, and when you look at what, everything that we're going through right now, going through COVID, going through all this isolation, having no actual fan presence, no actual natural roar of the crowd, and and giving wrestling what it is, the fans don't really realize how truly important they are to a wrestling show and to a wrestler alike. Because as much as we're there and as much as we're performing, they run the show. We feed off of what they do for us, and without having mm. that, wrestling and its in entertainment value is extremely weakened. And the one thing, at least in my opinion, that has made things like WWE watchable in this time without having that crowd presence, without having that dead silence, which we all have to admit takes a lot away from wrestling and that experience when you're mm. watching it. She has been able to capture that babyface role, not in the normal way that you would take a babyface, but in a natural way, in his own way. Mm. And in that way, you don't see it as him being a babyface. You just see it as finding the little be himself. And when you can mm. sell something as being yourself, 
that is the ultimate that is the ultimate goal when you're trying to sell a character and trying to sell a personality. That's what Triple H told uh, Damian Priest right after he won the uh, North American Championship at TakeOver 30. And that that's the price of the Undertaker. Absolutely. And that just goes to show that having somebody like uh, Drew McIntyre running the show as that babyface, your job as a babyface is to be the thing that everybody wants to see. Everybody wants to see Cena, or everybody wants to see Roman Reigns. Everybody actually genuinely wants to see Drew McIntyre because the parents love him because he actually is what wrestling is supposed to be. He's really that baby face and that character is so natural that everybody just they melt into it they accept it as this dude is yeah he's a little abrasive he's a little rougher on the edges like he's true he's wholesome he's honest true loyal and we can get behind that because he's real well quickly guys because we do we do we are up against it here i have the yankee pre uh yankee post game i got to put on but uh just uh on the flip side of that real quick i keep telling icon every week he has a he has a a most inhuman hatred for Evan Owens, and I know I know really? Owens is yeah. So so I know that Evans uh, Evans Owens is kind of a more of a face now, but when he was the heel, obviously Icon hated him. And I told him I said that's what makes Kevin Owens a good heel. The fact that you hate him so much means that he's doing his job because you're supposed to hate the heel. And so so that's what I told him. But like just like Triple H in two thousand. He he was the most hated man in, in in America, and that was because he did his job to you know to perfection. So, but uh, but percent yeah. it, it goes right along with like uh, Baron Corbin, who Granny hates. Yes. Yes, I'm not surprised. Well, here's the that thing, though. Exactly like Granny uh, Target. All bow down to the king and kiss the royal. Get your rebel butt out of here. <laughs> You are absolutely good. <laughs> Bow down but to you know the what? king of the ring, King Corban. King. Uh, hey, um, North Dakota's favorite son, eh? Eh? You are dreadful well, here's the and thing, you know though. it. I call here's him here's Boring Corbin. Boring Corbin. Hold on. Hold on. Granny, you're, you're supposed to... You love the heels, don't you? No, I don't love the heels. No, no, no. I, I hate the heels. the heels. No, that's why she doesn't like you, because you're your fairly local neighborhood heel. You might be friendly, no. you might be local, but you're still a heel, and that's why she doesn't No, I'm not a heel. I'm not a heel, and I do not like the heels. I hate the heels. I despise the heels. And uh, just so we're on the same page, so even though Kevin Owens may be considered babyface now, I still hate the hell out of the guy. So you know, you know what? Anyway. I gotta say, if you watch some of the original episodes of Puppet Media, you'll see my own the Puffster's own opinion of him. And I gotta say, you know what? You may hate Kevin Owens, you may hate KO, but you gotta love Big O, baby. You gotta love Big O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was no. great. And the fact that they got rid of that as fast as they did was. It, well, it was the original absolutely dreadful because it, it was. He was so it, over it, with it, it, and they got rid of it. It, 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 was, it was amazing. Um, but guys, we do have we do have to get out of here, but we would love to have you again uh, at any point. So Icon, I mean, you know these guys. Uh, you can get in touch with them and, and book them uh, pretty much any time. We have a free opening 
um, as well as they're welcome to come on. So, uh, yeah, just give it a shot, and uh, it'll be next Monday. We are a little overtime here, so stay tuned. Same station. We're going to cut right into the Yankee uh, post game here and, uh, and go from there. But once again, Popper Mania, go check them out. Fargo, North Dakota. See you guys next week. Thank <laughs> you.